Hi, welcome to the Berry Nation podcast, where we support the bariatric community with humor, humility, and honesty. I'm April. I'm Jason. I'm Natalie. I almost screwed up the intro again. I, I know you guys. I know you guys saw that. <laughs> no. I, got, I like how we made it like 125 episodes, and then <laughs> things start going south. <laughs> Oh my God. I got so much going on in my brain today. I'm having a difficult time focusing. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. But really like this conversation is just really for the three of us and for all of our friends and for all of our followers, we are checking in with each other. We kind of made it a goal actually uh, this year. The three of us just want to dedicate one episode a month to checking in with each other uh, to to really you know hold ourselves accountable to our goals to help each other problem solve what we can do when we fall short of them which we know we're going to do we just wanted to create a safe place for the three of us to kind of get together and just support one another and and just kind of I guess show and share what accountability looks like for the three of us. Yep. <laughs> I mean, like that's <laughs> that's what we're doing. Well, and I know that you know we we talk about this often. Uh, we know that a lot of our podcasts are heavy, right? Like we talk about big, heavy things because that's the work of weight loss surgery. But sometimes we also just need a moment to not. It's not that we're not ourselves, but just to kind of let our guard down a little bit and just get real with our friends and ask for support or offer support um, in in a more casual setting. So if you were expecting some like big heavy topic today, my friends, psych, you ain't gonna find that. <laughs> but you are gonna find some real legit support. Put your feet up, relax, and just listen this time. Mm-hmm. Pretty much, pretty much. Let let us do the work. I mean, but Jesus, after those last couple of episodes we recorded with Melanie, oh, I need a hot minute. Everyone needs a hot minute. <laughs> Everybody needs a hot minute. Oh my God. A couple people were like, we needed Xanax for that one. <laughs> and I was like, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, was, but I'm not. <laughs> right? Sorry, but I'm not. But I mean, it really, I mean, you know, those episodes, especially the ones about talking about decisions, like how we make a decision, like what we consider a bad or a good decision. It is really related to this, right? We set out in the beginning of the year with some very clear goals or intentions or directions that we wanted our lives to go this year. And the only way that we get to the, that, that goal, the only way that we reach that summit is by making very deliberate and probably different decisions than what we have in the past. So it's all tied. It's all related. Uh, but yeah, we're, we're just here to, to kind of check in with one another and to share our progress with all of you um, and, and, and to encourage you to, to help us and others along the way too. Are you having bariatric or revision surgery related to other weight loss procedures and feeling nervous about the post-surgical pain management? Check out yourxfactor.com to learn more about steps to take to prepare yourself both physically and mentally for your surgery. All right. Well, I just say, let's dive in. Let's do it. Let's go. All right. So first things first, let's recap what everybody's goals were this year. Miss Nat, let's start with you. Yes. Um, Mine kind of changed a little bit towards the beginning, but I finally settled on uh, being more sustainable in my day to day. Um, and also using my planner as much as I can, uh, with intentionality. So those are my two like main focuses that I've landed on. 
Yep. And you did shift because you did have a different word kind of like right around New Year's and really after. So what prompted the shift? What was the original word and why did you move? So I think my original word was like connection and consistency. Um, I saw, well, actually our dear friend Tish sent me a reel about someone saying their word for the year is sustainability because consistency to someone who is, uh, as they call now neurodivergent with like ADHD and depression, like consistency is not always an attainable goal, but to be, uh, sustainable is more attainable, um, to, to folks who have some like neurological like challenges. Um, and it also goes along with that word in the video, which was nourished. So like, I want to be nourished in all parts of my life. And in order to do that, I have to live my life sustainably. Um, so it's kind of like a web (laughs) in a way of how I got there. Um, but essentially I just want to be I want to live my life sustainably and like, I don't want to get burnt out like I did last year. Um, And in order to do that, I have to be well-fed, well-nourished in all aspects of my life. So. And it's so important too, that we really do spend time and kind of marinate on these words and their definitions and meanings because Mm -hmm. right. Sustainability is not the same as, is, you know, something that's consistent. They really do mean different things. Mm -hmm. And it's important to kind of try on these goals. I think I know for for a lot of years, I really pressured myself to pick something at, at the new year. And it was like, oh, I'm, you know, this is what I'm going to do. And I'm going to stick with it all year. But I mean, it's like clothing. If you, if you buy something and you take it home and it just doesn't feel right, you're not going to wear it ever again. So we really do need to take some time to clearly identify the, the goal, the thing, the feeling that we are after. And we really have to make sure that it fits our life and the direction that we want our life to go well. And it requires just, yeah, playing around with it and seeing if it's right or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jason, my friend, what about you? What were your goals? Uh, mine actually was to be more consistent because I not necessarily took the year off in 2022, but I let myself kind of let the, the, the goals of the bariatric life fade out into the, into the backdrop and didn't take them near as near as serious as I should have. Um, a lot of my focus was on other things, whether it be, you know, building Barry nation, doing the things that we were doing and the travel and all the stuff. And I just kind of let that be the, the the backdrop rather than the main focus. And in doing so, realized that I was not being as true to myself as I should have been in a lot of ways. Like I can put all the time and effort into the into Barry Nation traveling and meeting people and doing all the things we've been doing. But I can also, you know, keep myself in the forefront of that as well, making sure that I, you know, that, that my grass is watered at the same time. So in doing that, um, I've kind of figured out that starting in in 2023, I wanted to be more consistent, which was, you know, eventually I was going to get to a point where I was working with a dietitian and with a, uh, a strength coach, a personal trainer, hopefully. Hi friends, it's April. We are so excited to officially announce that ProCare Health is the official vitamin of Berry Nation. 
We were introduced to ProCare Health at the first Bariatric Society retreat in San Diego, and we have all fallen in love with our product and with the people behind the company. Jason, Natalie, and I have all made the switch to ProCare Health daily bariatric multivitamins, and we are seeing huge results. We invite you to check out ProCare Health by visiting them online at www.procarenow.com and use the code BERRYNATION for 10% off your order. And you guys, this even applies to vitamin subscription services. So if you want your vitamins delivered every month or every 90 days, that 10% off is going to apply to that subscription. See what I mean about patient forward, patient centered? ProCare is amazing and we are so excited to be partnered with them. Welcome to the Berry Nation family, ProCare Health. For those of you that know my lovely wife, Sarah, know that uh, she knows me very well. So for her to, you know, she kind of gave me a little, a little preamble with that. She's like, yeah, you can do both of those things. That's fine. But before you do, I need you to figure out, you know, start tracking, start doing some things on your own. I need to see some pre-work to make sure you're going to stick with this before we start spending money on dietitians and nutritionists and, you know, personal trainers and all these things, which she's a thousand percent right because she knows me very well. She knows that I do. So I, I run off half cocked all the time. So she was definitely not out of bounds on this one. So um, I, you know, I, I started working with Rob, you know, my way to history. He kind of hooked me up with a tracker that he uses. And so for those of you guys that know Rob, know that he is a master tracker. So with him, she was like, if you start working with him and you can track consistently for, you know, certain certain periods of time you'll actually follow the meal plan she's like that's fine because she knows that me being a the cook as i am i will cook myself whatever the hell i want if i don't want what's on the plan i will veer <laughs> so but what i found is that i stick to it way more while i'm tracking than i would have otherwise so so far so good i will say I have been consistent with tracking. I have not veered from that. And what I found is that it has changed a lot of things for me. So we'll, we'll get into more of that a little bit later, but yeah, it's, it's been so good so far. So. Yes. Well, and really, I think a pivotal moment for you came last year at the just be you bariatric awards. And it was so, I mean, I don't, it, it was cool for me to see. I mean, it wasn't cool that you were suffering. That's not what I'm saying. But I went through that same period in my life, right? We call that stage the commitment. And it's where you just hit a wall and you don't want to do this anymore. And you just don't want to be a patient. And for me, it was like, I don't need to like bariatric anymore. Like, no, like, you know, you just kind of ghost the whole experience. And you reach a point where that behavior just stops you in your tracks one day because your clothes don't fit right. You don't feel well. You get like a a medical diagnosis, something happens. And it really forces you to just acknowledge that things are not going well. And it really is this like fork in the road moment. I can either choose to be a bariatric patient for the rest of my life. And I can choose to do what I have to do or I can choose to go back to the way that I was before. And both of those choices are valid. There there is not necessarily a wrong decision there, right? There is no bad decision, but that really is the moment where you have to decide, I am either gonna do things absolutely differently and all facets are gonna be different, or I'm gonna go back to to what it was comforting, to what I know, right, To, to that. And to see you actually like live through that moment was just so eye-opening for me because I didn't see it. I didn't, you know, I wasn't looking in a mirror when I was going through it. 
but oh my gosh, man, to see you go through it was just, it was so powerful. And you did so publicly, like you let everybody in on that. Yeah. Well, and it, I, I knew that I'm not the only one that had been through. I knew you had gone through it. I knew we had talked about it. And I knew that the same thing, kind of like when we started this whole thing, like I knew if it was you and me, that it wasn't just you and me. So I didn't want anybody out there to think that they were alone. And I didn't want to be alone in it. That was the other thing. Like at first I felt shame. I wanted to, you know, crawl in a hole. I didn't want anybody to know because I felt like I let the whole community down. Cause I'm like, how can I be sitting here as a voice of the community and a, and a you know, inspiring man of the community and have this going on. So, but I realized in that moment that that was selfish of me to hold on to all of that. Because if there are people out there that I know in this community that not only need the help, but are willing to give support for me while I'm going through it, why would I do it alone? Like, there's no reason for me to do it alone. So I, you know, you guys kind of helped me realize that I needed to not only get out there for other people, but I needed to get out there for myself and tell everybody that it's not just me, that, you know, that, that I know that there's other people out there and that if I could be a voice for them while also being a voice for myself, that's what this is all about. Mm -hmm. And I don't, I don't know if I necessarily agree with that the the idea that you were being selfish. I think you were in a lot of pain. You were experiencing shame. You you were experiencing some regret. You were really questioning. You were grappling with a huge life decision. And there is no shame in wanting some private space to work through those thoughts and those feelings, none whatsoever. But I also understand and know that that's a very scary place to be. So mm -hmm. to say, I understand why you said the word selfish, because in a, in a, in a sense, yes, you were selfish. You kept it to yourself. You were hiding it. You weren't sharing it for others to learn from. But at the same time, it was also scary to be in that oh, yeah. space. And mm -hmm. we have the tools now and the resources to know like, hey, I'm in this space and I can't be here anymore. Like I, it's not healthy for me to be here anymore. And that's what I thought was so cool was being able to watch you kind of go, oh shit, like I'm in this dark, cold place and like, I don't want to be here. And for you to like take that initiative, obviously we were here to support you, but in the end, like only you can really get yourself out of it and you did. So mm -hmm. I, yeah, like that was a very cool moment to see from that perspective. Yes. And let the record show, I still feel bad about making you emotional at the award ceremony. I did not mean to do that. I did not. Sometimes I just have a very like way of doing things and it just, you know. It, no, it, it was, it, it needed to happen. I, I still stand by the fact that that's the only reason I was able to get out there and do what I did is because I had my little moment to break down and, and, and you gathered me back up and, and sent me back out there. So it was fine. Like I, I, I don't have a problem doing that. Like I've always been told from a very young age that I, it's okay for me to be emotional. Like I can be emotional at any point in time, no matter what that emotion is you know, process it, get it on and, and move on about things. So I don't have any problems doing that, but I was just glad that you were there in the, in the moment, in the situation for me to, to process it the way I could and, and know that uh, the stuff that I was thinking, some of the stuff I was thinking was a little crazy. So that being able to do that and then gather it up and go out there is, is what, is what kept the night moving. So.
Yep. Well, and it's just, it's been awesome to see the changes that you have made since that moment. And it really did start like the very next moment you, you changed, you shifted and that's hard to do. That takes a lot of energy. That takes a lot of focus and dedication. Um, But I mean, you're seeing, you're seeing the results of, of your dedication, which is amazing. Amazing. Thank you. So my goals this year, well, really, I I wanted to feel certain things. Last year, I did not feel in control. I did not feel powerful. I did not feel connected. And I did not feel rested in any sense of the word. So my goals this year was I wanted to feel the opposite of those. I wanted to feel in control of what I could control. I wanted to feel powerful, not in a weird way, but just like I wanted to you know, live in, in what was powerful for me again. Uh, I wanted to, to reconnect with people that I feel like I'd lost connection with. And I wanted to, uh, to be rested. And I feel like I'm certainly doing work in some of those areas this year to do all of those things mm-hmm. has not been easy and uh, not been perfect, but making progress for sure. Yeah. Well, and, and like you, you talk about the power thing, and, and it's funny that you always preface it with not, not in a weird way or nothing. <laughs> the power for you is is the confidence in knowing where you're going. You want to know all the steps. Yeah. That's the power to you. You don't want there to be any blank spaces on the map or any wonder. You want a clear, concise, you know, path to where it is you're going to a destination that makes sense to you. That is the power that you speak of. So for those that may be trying to wonder exactly what the hell that means, that's a little closer to the definition. Of what? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. actually, I've been thinking about this, about you, April. It's like, is it power or is it you want to feel empowered? Okay, hear me out. I went into surgery thinking it would be the only treatment I would need to overcome my chronic disease of obesity. About six months into my journey, I realized I was wrong. I was missing community, I was missing education from the experts, and I was missing a safe place to just go and connect with other patients who understood what I was going through. That's why Jason, Natalie, and I created the Berry Nation membership community. It is a safe and inclusive place for patients to gather with one another, to learn from the experts and each other. Check out the Berry Nation community today by visiting https backslash berrynation.mn.co to see what we have created. In Berry Nation, you belong, and you don't have to do this journey alone. It, it is. I yeah. think it's the latter. It it definitely is. Yeah. And, and I just, you know, I, Jason, you, you totally hit the nail on the head. I mean, you know, I, I have to know all pathways that lead to the destination that I want to go. And I am going to make contingency plans for all said paths. And that, that to me is really coming from a place of power because no matter, you know, I know that I can't prepare for everything and, and I fully acknowledge that surprises are going to come. But I, I just feel more in control. I feel more able to make wise decisions when I have all of those plans mapped out. And for so long, I knew the final destination. I just had no idea how we were going to get there. I couldn't even envision one path, let alone multiple paths. And it just felt so powerless. I just felt, you know, in, in a place that I'm normally not operating in. And it was really good for me to feel that way because I also, as you two know, 
uh, believe wholeheartedly that I don't need anyone to do anything in life. Like I, this is all me. Like, you know, that, that is, that is my standard operating procedure and has been forever. And last year and this year has really taught me that that is a false uh, truth that I have been believing and I can be in control and I can be powerful and I can be a true team player and I can relinquish things and it is not going to derail my progress or our progress or, or anything uh, about that. And we say it all the time, right? This journey is not meant to be done alone. And really, I don't think there's anything in life that is really meant to be done alone. And I was very much compartmentalizing that, you know, well, I can do my journey with other people, but I can't do this part of my life with other people. And yeah, just not the case. And that's crazy to say, because I've been married for like 12 years now. And I'm like, I don't understand. <laughs> April, <laughs> April's, April's, April's answer to the age old question, three things you would bring to a, a deserted <laughs> island would be me, myself and I. It was like, I don't need shit <laughs> from nobody. Exactly. Got this. That would, that would truly be it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't need nothing except myself. <laughs> Turns out. Right. Turns out I might need something, maybe a little bit more. Yeah. <laughs> Shocking. I know. We're, we're, we're shocked. We're shocked. Oh, God. You know, like, who the hell would have thought that bariatric surgery would have actually done this work? I had no flipping idea that this was the actual work that would lead to lasting, sustainable, healthy weight. I thought I would just eat less. Well, yeah, that's the funniest part is people, when people say it's a life altering surgery, they're like, well, yeah, like you change your, your body composition around, like it's, it's different. Like your stomach's changed or your, your plumbing's rerouted. Like, oh no, 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 no. This is life altering in many, many other ways that don't have yes. anything to do with the surgery itself. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Those, those, those deep seated beliefs that, that you acquired when you were like two. Yeah. Those are going to have to be reworked. Oh yeah. Cool. Yeah, I did not know I got in like Marty McFly's whatever time machine and I'm back in 1983 now, but apparently I am. I don't know how many times I have to ask myself, how old is that April? Oh, that was a good, <sighs> that was a good Melanieism. Oh I my God. I felt that too. <laughs> right? Oh my oh. God. So let, let's reflect on what we have done to work towards our goals so far this year. So Nat, like you're, so I'm, and you guys know I'm consulting my notes, but <laughs> right, your goal was to use a planner and be, be sustainable. So what have you done? What steps have you taken to reach those goals? Um, well, I've had a little bit of a rocky start to the year, so I'm a little behind in my brain. I know I'm not, but in my mind, I'm, I'm, it's been slow to start. Um, however, I have used my planner two out of the last four weeks. So that's more than I've ever used a planner in my life. <laughs> so I'm calling that a win. Um, and I've like told people about it. I mean, we, uh, in the community, the very nation community, we have set it up Sundays now and, um, that's where you can literally come bring your planner, your notebook, whatever you use and just plan out your week. Um, and so I've led one and I've been a part of one, like a couple. Um, so yeah, I'm just, I, I've been taking steps in that direction, uh, and it feels good. Um, as far as being sustainable, I'm saying no more often. Like I, someone tried to put a meeting on my planner today, my calendar today, actually at 3 PM, which is when I'm off. And I went, 
nope. Like it was like not even a thought. <laughs> so um, yeah, that, I mean, taking that step makes me feel more like I'm being more sustainable. I'm allowing myself to say no. Um, so yeah, just, I think just little daily changes, <clears throat> you know, waking up when my alarm goes off instead of had it, instead of hitting snooze so that I can use my planner in the mornings. So I do feel more set up for the day so that I can say no to things. It's like, it all kind of intertwines. So, um, yeah, just trying to do, be more intentional with all of that. Yeah. And anytime we try anything new, any, I mean, this, this is what growth feels like. It feels slow. It feels like we've making mistakes every step of the way. There's a ton of resistance there, right? A couple of nights ago on the Peloton, uh, the instructor gave a really great line. I'm going to butcher it, but it was basically like too often we equate like ease with change and it's the wrong word. It's resistance and change. Those are the two things that go together. Uh, you know, we're wired for ease. And, and I've definitely been thinking about that in preparation for, for this conversation, because we're all trying to do and live a different way. It's going to be sticky. It's not going to feel great at first. Yeah. And I've even on the days, excuse me, where I'm like, I, I do wake up late. Like I will go to my, I am horrible. I have millions of alarms. Um, thankfully I live alone. Uh, but my last alarm will go off at like six in the morning. Um, which only leaves me like an hour before work. Um, which I don't have a commute either. So like that makes it nice, but still I'm a slow to wake up person. I need at least like half an hour to even feel like I'm functioning. Yeah. Jason, if you're watching right now, Jason's giving me eyes, but like, I don't talk to me in the morning. Like just don't. (laughs) I don't like it. Well, that's, <laughs> that's, that, that, that'll make you twitch then because I'm a, like well, the first tone of my alarm goes off. I hit the button, unplug my phone, turn my fan off, jump up, get my stuff and get like, I'm ready to go. I legit. Okay. So I log in every morning at eight 25. My alarm goes off at eight 20. That gives me enough time to hit the bathroom, come in and log in. Then after I get logged in, I go over and get my, like my, my protein shake and my water. I take my medicine in the morning and I come back down and I start log back in and start working. Like, that's it. Like, I, I don't, I do not play around. I don't have time. <laughs> oh my God. Now, when I went to the office, when, now, now, when I was in, now I'll say this, when I was doing customer service and I had to take like 70 phone calls a day, I would get there an hour early just to give me mentally prepared to do that shit. <laughs> but now that I don't do that, yeah, no, since I, I work right down the hall and as long as there's no traffic between the couch and the and my desk, like I'm good. Uh, yeah, I'm five minutes. I, that gives me nice, first of all, like, <laughs> no. <laughs> I, I, people are always weirded out when I'm like, okay, so what time do I need to be there? So it's like, let's say seven, right? So I'm like, okay, well, I need like half an hour to do this, like 20 minutes, like I'm calculating. And then I'm like, okay. And then add on 30 minutes. So I have 30 minutes of silence Mm -hmm. before I even like, I, I don't mind getting up early, but like, I need that 30 minute like cushion. Um, and then, so when I wake up at six, then I'm like, okay, then it's six 30 when I actually am like up and running Mm-hmm. And so then it's like, I have to fit an hour's worth of shit in half an hour. 
And then I just feel discombobulated for the whole rest of my day. Um, So, but on days where I did get up at six instead of 530, um, I still took time even though it was like 10 minutes, but I still took time to look at my planner. And I was like, okay, I'm just trying to make this stick because I want it to stick, but it isn't easy. Like you said, April, it's really like, I I was very easily like, oh, well I can just do that later. Or I was like, I'll just do it tomorrow. And then I was like, no, didn't you want to be a planner person? You can't be a planner person if you don't use it. Bingo. Bingo. I was like, right? oh. and I like sat down with my beautiful planner and I was like, Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> did it. Oh, right. And it doesn't matter even if it's just f- five minutes, you know, a minute, like whatever time we can give being the person that we want to become is, is time that we are depositing in, in that bank, so to speak. Right. That's what it's all about. It goes, man, James clear every action that we take is a vote for the person we want to become. So if, if we take an action that is aligned to who we used to be, we are continuing to be who we used to be. If we take action towards being somebody that we are not yet, but we want to be, that's a vote in that direction. And we don't need to win all of the votes to win an election. You need a majority, a majority. That's it. Well, and it sounds like your planner is kind of really helping you stay a little bit more grounded just with what you want to accomplish and what Mm -hmm. you want to get done. Yeah. I mean, I have talked about this before, but I really love the planner that I'm using because it gives me space to like, not on the daily things, but like in the week I have like three or four different spaces for like notes and like just putting stuff down Mm -hmm. that I think about. Um, and so I can like put a little asterisk and like move that thought somewhere else. Um, so it has been kind of like a journal slash, uh, planner, which has been really nice because it's hard to find both. It is very hard to find both. And you already know, we're going to get a million questions. What planner are you using? Yes, I am using the, I have it right here. It's the soul planner. Um, it's beautiful. I love it. Um, it even has like a whole first section about your goals for the year. And like, that was a whole, I spent an entire day on that, which also helps you feel more grounded. So I'm really enjoying it. I will say it does have some like spirituality stuff Mm. that I'm not super fond of. I wish it was just like nothing involved with that, but Overall, it's a very good planner. Boom. And you guys know I use the full focus planner by Michael Hyatt. Absolutely love that. Very similar to the soul planner, minus the spirituality stuff and more of like the, yeah, like get down to the nitty gritty. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. But the key to, I think the key to any to any system that you want to onboard is you're going to have to try a ton of different ones and just see what one fits your life the best. Yeah. And I will say it's not super spiritual throughout the entire thing. It was just more in like the front, like goals section. Um, it did talk about like higher power and stuff like that. And I was like, eh, we could have left that out, but overall I like it. Well, I'm going to be seeing you in person soon. You should bring your planner and we, we, we could compare. We need to side, but we need to side by side. Yeah, let's do it. (laughs) Let's do it. We have a planner off. 
I love it. All right, Mr. Jason, what have you been doing to, to work towards your goals? I took my, my wife's advice and started with the tracking and it has been eye-opening in a lot of ways. So not only have I noticed that it has increased my water consumption because I now know that keeping track of all the things that I'm doing has put me more on a consistent meal like time frame. So I'll know instead of just getting up and eating something whenever I want to, I know that I just ate something a little while ago because it's in the tracker. It's got a timestamp on it. And I'm like, well, I'm not going to do that right now. So let me just drink more water. So, but I noticed starting off that I didn't want to put anything on the tracker that I was eating that I didn't want to see. So I would think about it and be like, well, I could eat that. I have been eating that. But now that I'm keeping track of it, I don't want to look at that. I'm like, I know what that's going to do. It's going to blow the macros out. I don't want to do that. And so I didn't do it. I just haven't been like all the stuff that I was eating before that I would just go off the rails on. I, I just don't because I'm like, I don't want to see the evidence of it. I don't want the data. I don't want that to happen. So I made those changes almost instantly in the like the first day I was using. It. I told Rob, I was like, hey, this is crazy because like I'm because the first thing he was like two weeks, eat however you eat. We want to track it. We want to see where it is that we can start making the changes. And I had to call him back and be like, hey, man, like I, I can't I can't do it. Like, I don't want to see what that looks like, because even on a day where I went light, I realized I was taking in about twenty three hundred calories in a day. And my fat was high, like everything was hot. And that was wow. on a day I didn't go hard in the paint like I normally would. Like I didn't eat all the shit that I had been eating. Okay, I got I got a question. I got to ask this. What were you eating before you started to track that was not maybe as aligned to your goals as you would have wanted? Like if I ordered a burger from somewhere that was like, I would get it like no bun and do all that stuff like normal, but it would have fries and I would eat them and I would eat all of them. Like I was getting to a point where I was eating more than I knew I should even like I didn't know I was even able to eat some of the stuff that I'd been eating so if I got a 10 ounce steak I'd eat like eight ounces of that shit and have two instead of being like I'm going to cut it in half and eat one half today one half for tomorrow or whatever I wouldn't I would eat as much of it as I could and then I would eat you know mashed potatoes or whatever else there would be like my shit was really in like the white car berry I would make myself nachos two or three times a week and, you know, white corn tortilla chips, like not okay, not aligned. I would eat mashed potatoes. I would eat fries. I would eat all the shit that I, you know, it, it just came back to, to that. I would still do protein, but I always dressed it with stuff I wasn't supposed to be doing. Like it wasn't, yeah. it wasn't aligned. Like not that I wasn't supposed to be, but it, like more often than not, it did not align. And I wasn't doing it every so often. I was doing it like yeah. every day. There would be two or three, you know, at least two meals that were way off of the way out of bariatric compliance. Yep. Well, and just how you're describing it, it's, it's, it was a bad decision for you then, and you knew it and not tracking was the way for you to kind of like avoid that shame or avoid that like reckoning, oh, yeah. right? Cause you're like, oh, no, like I'm fine. I'm doing okay. But when, when you make a commitment to yourself to hold yourself accountable, that's a way different ball game. Well, and, and Rob, you know, Rob talks about it because I had posted a thing on my personal stories. Uh, that's one of my favorite things from Kobe Bryant uh, was, you know, when you sign that contract for yourself, it's signed. 
It's it. like mm-hmm. you put your ink on it, you put your blood, sweat, tears on the contract. Like that's it. Like you don't. There is no going back because it's a con. Like it's con- it's signed. It's it's in mm-hmm. cement. It's contract. And so right before we started this, Rob's like, what does your contract look like? What does that mean? He's like, you've posted it a couple of times. He's like, what's that look like for you? And I was like blown away because I was like, well, I mean, I just like the way. And he's like, no, no, no. If you sign a contract with yourself right now, what would it look like? And he's like, based on the talks that we've had, based on the men's support meetups we've had, based on Portland, like what would that look like to you? And so I had to be on, I had to get down and like actually be honest with myself and with him and say, well, it looks like this. And he was like, so let's do it. What do you wait on? And I was like, I, I really don't know. Like, I don't have an answer to that. And he was like, okay, so let's go. So I legitimately had to, you know, put the car and drive and take off because I knew that similar to when I decided to go ahead and have the surgery in the first place, like what the, what the hell was I waiting? On? Like what I'm, I'm scared to get back down to my lower weight. Like I'm scared to get the regain off. Like I, I already know where I want to be, but it's how do I get where I want to be? And it's not by sitting there contemplating and posting memes and posting, you know, all this inspirational shit, but not following it. It's, it's, it's about what you do after you post it that matters. I can post shit from now until the cows come home, but if I don't do anything to enact what I'm posting, what's the point? It's so interesting. And people ask us this all the time about like, oh, how do I get back on track? How do I do this? And it's like, when you were talking, Jason, it just reminded me of when I decided to have surgery, right? Like when I decided to start my pre-op diet or, you know, like, it's like, you just, you just do it. Like if that's what you want, you do it. And I know that that sounds like really, I don't know, cliche or whatever, because of Nike and all of that stuff. But like you're saying, Jason, you realized you were not doing the things that you needed to in order to be bariatric compliant. You wanted to be more compliant. You wanted to get some of that regain off. So you're doing it. And that's what I did for my pre-op. I lost 50 pounds on my pre-op diet. Like, but like, what the fuck? You know, it's like, how did I do that? I, I just did it. I knew what I wanted and I did it. And I think we get really hung up, like you said, on the fear of doing it. But it's like, why though? Like, because I got because I got real comfortable eating that. I got real comfortable at knowing the fact that I could make a big ass plate of nachos and the warm, comfy cheese was going to be fantastic. And I could doctor it up and I could throw a little hamburger meat on there and call it protein. I could do whatever I wanted to do. And there you go, there's protein and cheese, like all the dumb shit that I used to say to myself because I'm like, oh, I'm still getting protein because it's protein and cheese. You know, I'll put three different kinds of cheese on there that's more protein. Like, and, you know, it, it just gets to a point where you have to call yourself on your own bullshit. That's what I did. I was like, you're full of shit. Like everything you say, everything you do, you're coming on here talking about this, but you're acting like a dick when the camera's off. Like there's no reason for you to live two separate lives. Like if you're going to be in here talking about it, you've got to step up and be about it. And that's exactly what it took, you know, between that and Rob kind of smacking me in the face with it. I had to realize like there was no reason for me to continue to wait for something to happen the only thing that was going to happen is more regain like because i wasn't mm-hmm. slowing down what i was eating i was only you know i was only getting worse mm-hmm. so the you know the, the every couple of days eating something you know crazy turned into every day one meal at least which was going to start turning into more meals and you know my my one egg turned to two eggs turned to three jumbo eggs 
turn to three jumbo eggs with bacon and cheese and liquid cheese and like all this other bullshit. And I'm like, I don't, you know, and Sarah's like, do you think you really need three eggs? And I reverted right back to the same pre-op five-year-old that was like, ah, if I want three eggs, I have to, I'm hungry. I'm going to eat. Till I'm, I'm, I can't just be sitting here eating and then still be hungry. And she was like, you think like, let's try two eggs and eat slower and let's try something, you know, let's try to back it down a little bit. And I was like, well, fine, but I'm still going to be hungry. And so we backed it down and now I'm back down to two large eggs, you know, cut out the jumbo shit, quit the extra cheese, quit all the bacon, all that dumb shit. Like it's just eggs. I may put like three little sprinkles of, of you know, cheddar cheese in there forever from time to time to spice it up a little, but the changes that the tracking in itself has, has done for me is has been monumental on a lot of fronts like i am now holding myself more accountable to everything because rob's biggest thing for when tracking is you track every single thing bites licks tastes everything and so a lot of that shit is gone like because i used to grab chips on the run by because they would just be on the table which is on the way to get water on the way back from getting water on the way to take meds on the way to do anything there was chips and i would Grab some, grab a handful, pop them in because it's easy. It's something. It's get it, you know, keep it going. And I would go through. I was going through like a bag of chips every like three days, and they would be big bags. So I was getting it. So I got to a point where I'm like, yeah, I can't keep doing all that. So I haven't touched any white carb in any sense of the word, with the exception of one night I did have like six French fries when we were playing trivia one night. So those six fries are the only white carbs I've touched. With the no, sorry, I had a spoonful of mashed potatoes and the six fries since New Year's. But you know that. Whereas before, yeah. there's no way like we could have asked you, like, well, what did you eat, you know, the last couple of days? And you wouldn't you wouldn't have never said what you had actually eaten. No. There's no, just no I, way. I would church it up. I would fluff it up. And I and I wouldn't know either. I would I, and I, I would probably honestly be thinking I was telling the truth without knowing I was telling the truth because I'm amazing at convincing myself that shit did or didn't happen. Like I can do that no matter what. I'm a pro. So uh, but yeah, honestly, I, I can say like in the changes, not only in my body structure that have happened since then, I'm down six pounds since this since I've started doing this. Mm-hmm. I my body shape has changed a lot and I feel better. Like my, my feet and legs were starting to swell again. I would, you know, be done after an eight hour day at work and, you know, just my feet would be, I'd have to put them up. So not, not near as bad as they were, you know, pre but it's been, it it was enough to get me to realize that all the things I was doing were not adding up to the life I wanted to lead. I did all of this for a second lease on life and I was throwing it away and I didn't want to be that guy. So I just, I had to make the, the, the easiest positive changes I could make to start off with, which was this, then I will transition into working with a dietitian to kind of get everything nailed down. And then the personal trainer will come after that. Because like Rob, Rob told me, he was like, I was like, I got to get to the gym. I got to do try. And he was like, actually, so let's get the kitchen lined out first. He's like, cause you can go to, he's like, you'll blow the kitchen. He's like, you'll blow the gym out of the water with the kitchen. If you don't fix the kitchen first, he's like, yep. no reason to even go to the gym. And I was like, you know what? You're right. He's like, yep. so we can see the, see the changes I want to see first in the kitchen. And then I will start worrying about a workout plan and all that other stuff. So, yep. Right. I mean, out of, out of the three things that we can do after bariatric surgery to keep our metabolic set point low, right. Is whole food, nutrient dense diet, weight loss medication and movement. But, you know, if you, if you take out the two biggest treatments, which are surgery and medication, our nutrition is the number one 
uh, it's going to have the, the biggest impact on our weight, on our size, on our shape, on our overall health than, than movement. It's not that movement isn't important. It is. But if you're looking to really impact what you weigh, it's food, right? It's that one line that I got from Weight Watchers, right? Fitness happens in the gym. Weight loss happens in the kitchen. The two are separate. They are separate. Well, and clearly you're, you're feeling good. You are, you have a very clear path forward and it feels good to kind of, you know what I mean? Like it feels good to be in control again of the situation. Oh, hundred percent. Because I was, I was lost. I was out there wandering around, no map, no light, no nothing, just trying to feel my way through it. And I, that's where a lot of the old habits leaked in. I was like, well, I know how to make this. I know this is good. This feels good. Yep. This is comfortable. This is awesome. I love this. Let's just keep doing more of that. And more of that led to just exactly that, more of that. And it just led to more of everything, which was not good. So, yeah. you know, the to, to be as lined out as I am now and back meal prepping and doing all these things now has been, it's, there's so much of a comfort there it's so funny because I was looking for comfort in the food that I was eating. that was bad for me, but there's more comfort in this because there's no shame involved. I don't kick myself in the ass when I step on the scale in the morning. I don't worry about once I get done plowing through a big ass plate of nachos, like, ah, what's I going to do this scale tomorrow? Oh my God. How am I going to do this? What am I doing? I don't do any of that because I know what I eat and I put it in the, like the biggest thing for me now is I'll be like, Oh shit, I forgot to track my lunch. Go put it in there. Like that's, that's the only guilt I feel now. And it's just cause I'm late on the tracker, which has no time frame. Right. It's, it's just so amazing because, you know, you, you do have a map for how you could live. You, 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 you use that map for 43 years. Right. But now that you are on the other side of surgery, you are starting to realize there is a different way to live. And I'm going to have to create that, that map, but the old map isn't comforting. And the new map isn't quite comforting yet, but you you are inclined to go with the new map instead of the old map because you already know where that's going to take you. You've been there before. Yeah. Well, and in 23 days that I've been doing this, it has become very comfortable. So I I now, you know, grocery, everything about it, like grocery order is are so much easier. Everything okay. about all the, it's just, everything has become so much easier because it's just, yes, more chicken. Yes, more this. Yes, more that. Like all the stuff, like yes, more broccoli. Yes, more, you know, so it's, it's all the stuff. Plus it's, you know, I, I, I'm not going to say it's expanded my palate any. Uh, <laughs> but- I, I, I will push it. Yeah. Yeah. Mr. Fan of albino broccoli. Now, come on, please. Yeah. We couldn't yeah, get well, you to well. touch a cauliflower pizza is. Yes. Oh, yeah. We've been yeah. eating it for two years. Yeah. I'm, I'm so mad I slept on cauliflower pizza because that's, oh, that's my jam right there. <laughs> I love me some cauliflower pizza. I'll, I will take that over regular pizza now. Like I'm, I'm in. Is Are you t- calling 10 it? whole minutes in my oven? Oh yeah, I'm golden. <laughs> it sounds like you're saying cauliflower power. It That's is it's called. Yeah. Cauliflower. Yeah, the, the crusts are cauliflower. You get them at what? Oh, I know exactly what you're talking about. I thought you were legit calling cauliflower cauliflower. And I was like, wow, that is a that is a very positive <laughs> mindset shift there, my friend. No, because that's legit the only way I'll eat it is in that is in that crust. <laughs> that pizza oh crust again. Next is tofu. No. Oh yeah. Yeah. I've tried happen. so many different ways and I it's like fish to me. I just can't do it. You said that about cauliflower. No, I know, exactly. but I, I, I've legit tried. At, like Sarah's cooked tofu for me like 10 different ways and I just cannot. I can't mm. do it. 
you're you're you you are broadening your horizons and that's all that matters you now uh, will consume so proud so proud thanks, so proud thanks, thanks. good lord <laughs> Well, you guys know, uh, with, with some very loving, strong arm encouragement, uh, I turned my phone off for a whole freaking weekend and I stepped away from everything to connect with people. Let me tell you, let me tell you. Yeah, that was and like the world the continued to turn. I don't know how it's probably a fluke. I'm probably dead. And this is just like I'm like floating around in space. This is like purgatory or something. But, You're in the yeah. Matrix. I'm in the matrix. I'm totally in the matrix. Yes. Dude. But thank God, like I felt a little bit crazy at first, but, but I told my friends that I was with, I was like, look, I really want to turn my phone. Like I have to disconnect. I have to just like, I am just losing my, my mind. This is not good. And I was like, but I'm not gonna be able to do it. If I were, if I think that they can't get a hold of me. So can I give Jason and Nat your phone numbers? And they're like, yes, that's fine. Like, yeah, like do whatever you need to do. And, you know, in the beginning of the weekend, I was like, okay, and you haven't heard from them, right? Like Jason and I, they have not called. Like everything is really, everything is fine. Oh my God. <laughs> but you did it. I yes. did it. You did it and you came back and you even slow rolled back. I did. Which is not very April. No. April does not slow roll. <laughs> I don't even have a slow speed. I just I have like fast steam, and extra like fast. Steamroll, maybe. Steamroll, yes. Yeah. Slow roll. <laughs> yeah. Um, there you go. Yeah. yeah. And and it it was really good. I, I didn't have the evidence that it was possible because I've never lived my life like that before. Mm-hmm. Um, and it it has, I mean, I really can't remember a time in my life where I wasn't just going hard in the paint at, at all moments. It's just how I'm how I'm wired. But this year especially was just a lot. It was a lot. I was taking on a lot that I didn't necessarily have to. What we do is just a lot. You know, we are doing a lot as like a part-time thing, right? And it just, you know, it's just, yeah. So it was really interesting that I had to give up control to feel more in control but I was losing my damn minds. You guys know. I mean, I look like shit. I was making mistakes left and right. I mean, it was awful, awful. Yeah, we can't perform if we are not well-nourished. Yeah. And that goes for our minds being well-rested, our mm-hmm. our bodies being taken care of. Yep. Um, and you weren't nourished. No. No, we say you can't pour from an empty cup, but your cup had a fucking hole in the bottom of it. Like oh, you couldn't even refill that shit. Like it was not. That was like trying to bail water from the Titanic with a pail. Like it was no. There was no. No. There was. Uh, nope. There. There was nothing. I. I was. I was completely out of it, and I really did not think that that would that that would help. And it. It absolutely did. It absolutely did. You know, and and I. I've just felt so disconnected from so many people because. I'm just so busy. We're just so busy. I feel like I can't actually, I can never get quality time with anybody because it's like 30 seconds here, one minute here. So to have a whole weekend that was just no distractions for me, where I could rest, where I could connect, where I could just, you know, not worry about anything other than the people and the conversations, you know, there in the moment. Uh, it was, it, it was really good. And I've really kind of, shifted it. So when I looked at our calendar for the rest of the year, 
we have a vacation, like a true vacation planned every single month this year. Good. I know. I was like, oh my God. And there was even a, uh, there was two months and I was like, we don't have anything planned. And I literally blocked the weekend or I blocked a week. And I was like, nope, this is, this is the downtime. This is the disconnection time. Like this is when we're going to do that. So, um, you know, building that in is going to be, is going to be critically important. Um, and I'm, I'm thankful that that's there now. And I also too, I think I can better identify like when things are starting to go off the rails again and, and to just curb it. I just, you know, I, I hold myself to really high standards that are just not even human and, you know, learning, learning to have, you know, again, thank you, Rodolfo. I have to have realistic expectations about what I can and can't do. And I could go hard in the paint and it would kill me. It literally would, it would kill me. So. Well, and you also, you made a, a very good realization that you've accomplished a lot and that's that's good enough you're good enough like you attach so much of your value and worth to accomplishments mm -hmm. but you don't revel in the accomplishment like you don't ever see it as a, oh we've done this it's a but what else can we do there's got to be more on the plate at all times but that's also what led us to where we got to be to need surgery in the first place is that overconsumption of all things in his life. Mm -hmm. And so for you to make that realization, it's huge because you are enough. As you sit right here today, if you did shit else with your life from now to the day you die, you've done enough. What you've done is amazing. Try to tell anybody in the community that you haven't done enough and see what kind of feedback you get. I want to hear I, this from people legit <laughs> because I guarantee you, you will have more messages than your ass knows what to do with. Oh, great. Me, I just haven't done enough. Oh, great. Yeah, no. But you, would never, you would never tell that to someone else, right? And we always go back no. to this. Like, you would never say to me, You've ne you haven't done enough, Natalie. So why, no. why yourself? Right. And, and this is a whole other conversation that we have had offline, but it is, it is time. This year is your year to know that you are enough. And I'm so glad that you have something going on every month. So you mm -hmm. can continue practicing what you did. Yeah. That weekend. Yep. Phone, and phone can go off a lot more. No. Oh God. No, hell no. That, that would, that would, well, yeah. Well, and I think where I've kind of landed is that I, I have a very difficult time believing that because everywhere I look, there are things to improve. There are things to do better. So I, I'm never going to stop doing that because that's just how I'm wired. But I think what I can do, the trade-off to that is I can say, okay, there are all kinds of things that can be done better and that we will improve and that we can improve. But it, it's not going to happen now. And I can't expect that it is. And I can't do it, let alone, you know, a team of people can't do it. So I just need to learn to, to again, set realistic expectations and goals and really chunk, chunk these things in a way that, um, that, that is sustainable, right. That, that, that allows us to, to grow and scale and be and, and do all of the things that we want to do. 
but that also allow me to be present and engaged when we're actually doing them. I mean, if, if I'm physically somewhere, but my brain is elsewhere, what's the point of me being there? Yep. There is none. I mean, everything has an order of operations for a reason. And there, while there is always things that you can improve on, there's also one of those things that you can do a bunch of things okay, or you can do one thing really well. So, and that's kind of where that order of operations comes in. We pick the highest priority thing, we knock that down. Then we move to the next thing because that way we're always we're always focused on a goal, but we're solely focused on what is the issue at hand. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's it's going to be a real year of growth for me, I think. And and I know there's going to be a lot of stuff that's coming up that is going to challenge me, and I'm not going to like it, and I'm going to fight tooth and nail against it. But I just have to kind of start giving giving that up and just realizing that there there is a there's a different way to do this and just because it's different doesn't mean it's bad it just no, and you have different. the data to back that up because you, I do. you have data that you're slowly compiling and now you'll be able to look back on that as your proof that things aren't going to fall apart just because you take your hand off the wheel for a minute or take mm-hmm. the eye you know take your eye off the road it's not going to roll the car like we'll be fine like mm-hmm. you know it, it's going to be it won't it won't be easy and that's mm-hmm. okay but you know, we'll get there. Yeah. Well, it's, you know, when, when you, when you work so hard for something and this applies to like you and your bariatric journey, right? All of us, right. We work so hard to, to have this new life. You just don't know what that work is going to be until you get there. And then you get there and you're like, I don't want to do this. This isn't the work I wanted. Like what, you know, there's just a lot of like anger and resentment and grief, you know, there's just a lot of emotion there. And for me, I think I just put my head down and just kept doing exactly the way that it was instead of dealing with it. So it's going to be, it's going to be a year of, uh, of some big changes, I think. It is. Yeah. We're here. All right. I know. Yes. Yeah. You're not doing it alone. That's the best. No, I know. And again, and as you know, that's very difficult for me because I need no one. Need no one. Sure. You're yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what What is, uh, w- w- what are you going to keep doing or what are you going to start doing or what are you going to stop doing next month to help you be more aligned to, to your goals or, or to keep you working forward towards your goals? Um, I think I'm going to <clears throat> continue using my planner. I'm really enjoying it. I'm, I feel better when I use it. Uh, and I'm going to continue just setting boundaries where I need to in order to live a sustainable life. Um, something that's we can do another time also, but I was doing dry January. I got into the mindset of all or nothing where it's like I was not allowing myself something. So that's all I was thinking about was that one thing. Um, and so I did, I allowed myself to have a glass of wine on Saturday and the like you said the earth didn't shatter it wasn't the mm-hmm. end of the world uh I didn't you know go too far um but just kind of realizing that that all or nothing stuff that we always talk about mm-hmm. is not sustainable for me so I wasn't being sustainable in December when I was drinking too much but also just saying that I cannot have it is also not sustainable for me. So, um, I think I'm going to continue kind of toying around with where I want that line to be. Yeah. Awesome. Growth, growth, my friend. Jason, what about you? 
I'm going to continue with the the tracking that I'm doing, not in such a all or nothing way, but very militant to the point that I know what I can do and what I can't do if I want to continue to do that, because that's kind of how my life shakes out. I have to be that disciplined with it. Otherwise, if I allow one thing, I'm going to allow them all. So mm. kind of just letting it fly the way it is for now until I need to make changes. But so far, so good. Um, I'm going to give myself another probably two weeks of doing this solid before I start actually reaching out to a dietitian, get that figured out. Then I'm going to start rolling that way because now that I know that I can track, now I'm going to, now that I have the data to know what I need to change, I will be able to take that, provide that data to somebody to say, here, fix this. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes. Please help me, help me make this even more aligned. Because yes. I know my I know my fat's still high, my calorie count's still pretty elevated, uh, my protein's down a little bit for what I need for my body. Uh, so I've got to figure out a way to kind of bump, kind of fix all of those, kind of move the lines a little bit. Mm-hmm. Well, working with a pre- professional will absolutely get you there. And like you said, like how powerful is it that you're going into that opportunity though with the data to say here's what's been going on this is this is what's been going on for the last five or six weeks i'm ready to i'm ready to build off of this that's huge huge yeah that's that's giving me the confidence i need to even approach a dietitian instead of just going in and being like i'm a shit show fix it yeah <laughs> right uh-huh i promise i'm ready i'm ready to do the work i'm ready right yeah i'm ready now but i don't have any evidence to show it but by golly yeah. i'm ready to buckle down here's yep. my eighteen hundred dollars <laughs> right yep <laughs> No, it's going to be, it's going to be rad. Yeah. Yep. And for me, I'm, I'm really just going to continue to kind of prioritize, you know, disconnection. I'm going to really continue to prioritize kind of like bucketing my time, being really good about like, what are the top priorities? What are the things that can, uh, you know, wait, what needs to get done, you know, right here now relying on my planner uh, and just really leaning into, you know, supports in the Barrier Nation membership community. That's where I just get the biggest bang for my buck. It's where the the connection just really helps me, I, you know, recenter and, and just refocus and stay engaged with the work that I need to do. So that's that's going to be what I'm going to do move, uh, moving forward in February for sure. Yeah. All right, my friends. As always, a joy to talk with you and hear about how things are going. I just love it when we get to just you know like hang out basically. It's Not that we don't always do that, but you know what I mean. Jason, my friend, you want to take us out? Yes, ma'am. Thank you, ladies, again for all the eye-opening uh, moments that we have shared. I love it. It makes me. Uh, it, it fills my cup every time. Uh, we thank you guys for all the support, the love, the likes, the shares, the you know, telling the friends to tell friends about us because everybody that we can help in the community is just one more person that's not alone. So we thank you for that. And just remember, at the end of the day, you've got this, we've got you, and we will see you next time. Bye, friends. Bye. <laughs>